Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Put the Stress Down podcast. In this episode, we talk about emotion or the lack thereof and what gets taken away from us as we come back from combat and as we begin to adjust and as we try to process what we just went through and try to forget about the things that we had to see and deal with. We tend to bury things very, very deep and we learn how to hide these emotions and hide behind these masks of, you know, I'm doing okay, I'm doing fine when really we're not. So I just try to break that down a little bit more and use different tools to try to make it more clear to you guys so we hope that comes through and we hope that it spreads some understanding so before we get into it let me just tell you about our sponsors quickly the first one is traditional intense this is a vet owned and operated supplement and nootropic company offering three products to help you with vitality and overall health so check them out at www.traditionalintense.com and use code vet10 that's v-e-t-10 for 10 percent off also brought to you by War Dog Concealment, another great vet-owned and operated company. If you're in the concealment space, if you go to the range, if you're looking for custom items, make sure to hit them up and go to their website at www.wardogconcealment.com and use code EXTENDEDFAMILY for 10% off. Thank you guys so much, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. I don't know how to fix this When I can't see right through my head And I don't know what I'm doing That can't shake down all this fear And all this damn therapy It's really just scaring me And all I really want to be Is just someone happy I don't know to feel yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Put the Stress Down podcast. I am your host, Mookster One, and it is a pleasure to be back. It's been some time. If you're here for the first time, let me tell you what we do here. I am a three-time combat vet, and once a month I share my story of life after combat, and sometimes even before, and just some of the struggles we face as vets in an effort to raise awareness and understanding of PTSD. And every other week, we're joined by a guest who comes on and shares their story, and we just talk mental health in hopes of spreading more understanding as a society and as a community. And so many episodes have been followed by messages from others saying, wow, that that's me. Like, that's my story. It's so crazy to hear it and, and to know that I'm not the only one. And so it's a powerful thing. And that's what we do here, and so I appreciate you giving us the time, and I hope that this episode helps bring awareness to PTSD and some understanding and just broadens the scope on the battle that we fight as vets every day, and it has been a while since we've chatted last, so just let me catch you up here quickly, and then we'll get started. So our schedule got just a bit off course. For those of you that listen you know, st- week after week consistently, which we appreciate. Uh, we, we did get a bit off course. We missed a couple episodes as we continuously are trying to bring you the best version of this show and figure out exactly how we want to do it and line up the guests in the way that we want and just working out all the kinks. And it got a bit overwhelming. So we, we missed a couple dates, but we're back on track now and we're focused on finishing out the year very strong. And we've got some incredible stories from both veterans and civilians alike that are just really inspiring that we, we cannot wait to share with you. So we're definitely looking forward to those and we're, we're just glad to be back. You know, we do our best to have a small backlog of, of episodes ready to go just as a way to be prepared. But we got to a point where we had 
quite a few and we didn't want people's stories to get old and we wanted their stories to remain fresh and relevant and just in the lapse of that we, we just realized that we were a couple guests short and then a couple guests fell through which is totally totally fine or you know just weren't ready to come on as they first had agreed upon and that's fine you know it's never ever an issue the top priority of this show is always going to be the comfort of the guests that they feel safe and ready to go and and we would never want anyone to come on that doesn't you know and the reason that I didn't do my episode last month was because I turned 40 and I celebrated my 40th birthday on the same week that I would have released mine and I hit that landmark and it just happened to be you know right smack in that same week and and I was just very very deep in reflection you know and is is I got to a place where I said you know is this something I still want to do you know and and it's very time consuming it's a lot of hard work for me you know individually and it just on top of everything else that I have to handle with family life and my work and and the way that I work and things like that it's it's uh you know it can be a lot and, and I just had to ask myself you know is is my heart still in it you know what I mean and the answer to that is of course yes you know and could I have sat down and done an episode last month sure but if it's not in my heart to do it, and I mean really do it and do it right, then I'm absolutely not going to. And I wasn't going to do it and half-ass it because I'd rather not do it than to do it half-heartedly. And this subject matter is too serious for me to sit down and, and half-ass something. I just, I'll never do that. And do I want to continue to do this? Absolutely. You know, I think we have a duty to do so and to receive the messages and things that, that I have and how much it has helped and will continue to help. It would just be a crime to, to stop now, you know. But look, I turned 40, man. I, I, I needed some time to reflect. You know, I just needed to take a break. I needed to take a quick breather. But we're set, man. We're all systems go and we're ready to rock. And, and again, we just, from the bottom of our hearts, man, we, we thank you guys. Thank you for listening and for sticking with us because you're the backbone, man. You're the backbone. And without you, you know, none of this matters. So thank you guys so much. And, you know, with that being said, as much as I do want to maintain that professionalism and be on point week after week, and, you know, that's just not how life always goes. And sometimes you're going to miss a day or, or a week, and that's all right. You know, take those days off and own your content and be fine with missing a week if it's part of a bigger plan and, and ignore those outside opinions and that mindset of you have to grind every day, you have to be there. You know, sometimes you just can't, you know, just take a step back, take a deep breath and do what feels right. You know what I mean? That's what we do and and our fans and the people who listen, the loyalty has, has paid off, you know, and, and we just thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. And so I'm ready to get started, man. So today I, I want to talk about emotions and the toll that combat can take on those emotions and why are some vets the way they are like, oh, that, why is he, how is he like that? You know, I don't understand how he, how he can be that way in this situation and how can you just not care about major things? You know, how can you lose someone and not shed a tear? You know, how can you be so cold? So I want to break that down for a bit. And, and I want to use something that hopefully a lot of you will be familiar with and understand.
So you may or may not recognize that music. I, I don't know. Only you can t- can say for sure. But if you don't know what it is, that is the theme music to Survivor. And that is a show that I have been watching like crazy these days. I mean, really just binging it and kind of I never knew how crazy it was. And, and you know, what they went through and the things that that they have to endure for the time that they're out there. So if, you, if you've never heard of it, if you've never seen it, it it's... Basically, they take 16 people, 16 strangers, and they drop them off on an island, and one by one, they vote each other off until there's one survivor, and this goes on for 39 days, and they drop 16 people on an island, you know, 16 strangers for the most part, and they're there for 39 days, and if they last, they last, but then they're there 39, but if not, then it can be subsequently less, you know, you get voted out right away, you're only there X amount of days, you know, a couple weeks, whatever the case may be. You get what I'm saying. There's no food. There's no water. And everything is a struggle. You know, you want water, build a fire and boil some. And then you can have, you know, a couple cups of water and then do it again because there's 16 people here and we all need water. You want a roof over your head? Well, build one. There's no bed. There's no shelter provided for you. You just survive. And it quickly becomes apparent to these folks that, holy shit, this is real. There's wild animals, like, on the other side of that, like, 15 feet away. Hungry ass animals. There's real dangers here. And when it's pouring and thundering rain, they don't they're not gonna bring us in and have us sit by the fire. There's nothing I can do but sit here and soak in it. It's hell. And at the reunions, many of the cast members will share how they really thought, like, hey, when it gets cold or when, you know, when food gets low, that the producers would come out and, hey, here's some food or here's some, you know, cut the cameras, but no. And shit, that's what I thought, too. What do I know? You know what I mean? I figure it's all just for TV, but, you know, come to find out they don't. And so when you go through those things, when you go through those type of extreme changes that you're not used to, it rocks you a little bit, right? There are wild animals. It is pouring rain and windy, and I'm, there's nothing I can do. This is not what I'm used to. This is not my life. They're rapidly thrown into a world that they've never experienced. You have to survive. This is tough. This is hard. But I'm going through it with 15 other people, right? 
15 people who over the course of 39 days or less have become family. Because it happens that fast. Because holy shit, we went through something nobody can ever understand. And unless they go and do it themselves. And they've spoken to the cast after the show, you know, the reunion shows every season. And it's the same thing when they ask about life after the island. And once they went back home, you know, they, hi, how was it? You know, how did you adjust back to being home? And they all say things are different. They all say it took some time to get back to being okay. And even then, some things are still not quite all the way, but I'm adjusting. And you hear that from, you know, 39 days or less of knowing each other. But that bond between them has been accelerated by the things they had to endure together. The things they had to go without, the realities they had to face of, holy shit, this is real. And there was an episode where one of the contestants passed out in the fire. And he was blowing smoke, trying to stoke the fire, I believe. And he just ran out of oxygen and inhaled the smoke, a combination of the two. And I guess he just kind of face planted into the fire. And he fortunately, you know, woke up really quick, but he had burned his hands really bad. I mean, he was, you know, as much as they could show on TV, he ran into the water and his hands were underwater and the skin was just off, like completely off. Like just little tentacles in the water. And the rest of the tribe was in a panic. Extreme shock, shaking, crying, because that is the natural reaction to things like this. We're not supposed to see things like this. We don't want to see that happen to anybody, let alone someone we've grown to care for, someone we've slept in dirt with every night, someone we've shared every bit of food with every night. Someone of a very small group that understands what I'm going through. I don't want to see that happen to him or her. And above all else, you know, they were sad. They were sad for him, scared for him, in immense tears, just... Worried for him that will he be okay? Will he make a full recovery? Which he did. 
but how traumatized will these adults be forever? They will remember every second. They will be back in that moment in a heartbeat. 39 days or less. But if they had to retell that story, to go back to that moment, they would sweat and shake and feel the things they felt that day in that moment. Because that solitary incident will stay with them for life. These adults, some younger, some older, but adults nonetheless who have had the chance to live and have many different experiences and better ideas on how to process certain things, They'll never be the same. Now put that same fear, that same concern, that worry into a 19-year-old kid. Put that trauma that helplessness, that terror into a teenager. I don't even have a credit card in my name yet. But yesterday, I had to watch my best friend die. And you don't understand. It can't be. We had plans. When we came home, we were going to find a dope spot to move into together. And it was going to be so sick. And my girl and his girl, they get along so well. They're like best friends. Thick as thieves. And I can't wait to get home and do all of those things we talked about these past few months. All these nights we slept in dirt. All the time we went without showering. All the blood we shed. It's all going to be worth it. It's going to be so sick. But he's gone. And now we'll never get the chance to do any of it. And he didn't pass in his sleep. In a painless drift off into the afterlife. He was killed. He was killed. And I couldn't stop it.
he didn't fall into a fire. He won't make a full recovery. And this is in 39 days or less. We've known each other for years now. Ate together, slept together, cried together, trained together, leaned on each other, pushed each other when it got rough. Brothers and sisters for life. Gone in an instant. And oh, by the way, we roll out at 04 tomorrow morning. So get some rest. And it happens again and again and again. So if you can understand that bond from a survivor and how close those people become under those extreme situations... then you can understand our bond. If you've experienced the pain of losing someone, which I'm willing to bet you have, then you can understand our pain. And how when we get up tomorrow, when we're mounting up, getting ready to roll, and doing a head count, they won't be there. So you tell me, would you be able to feel, to love, To believe that anything in this fucking world matters. Least of all me. You love me. Why? Why the fuck would you? Why would you waste your time on someone. Some trash. Like me. And until you see what I see every night. What I relive over and over and over. Don't tell me shit about how to feel. Because there is nothing to feel.
Can you comprehend what it takes to go to war? You think it's as easy as, oh, hey, there's a guy there, and, and I'm here, and I need to shoot, and he's going to shoot, and ding, it's like a carnival ride, and that's how it goes? There are unimaginable pressures that are going through your mind. Especially as a gunner. I'm up in that turret. I've got the best view. I've got the big gun. Do I have enough ammo? Is my weapon clean enough? Can I defend this truck with my weapon? Because that's my job. If and when this shit pops off, will I have the strength to pull this trigger? Will I see everything I need to? And when you miss something, and you don't, it's not your fault. You know, you can't, you can't keep that blame. You can't hold on to it. But we do. A lot of us do. You know, it took a long time for me to let go of that. But you can't see everything. But no matter what, that becomes the loudest voice of all. The support you get, the confirmation from so many others that, hey, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. No matter what, the accolades that you get, all of it, drowned out. By the voice that says, you blew it. Yeah, you did this, sure. You've accomplished this, but you still missed that. So don't cheer too loud now. Don't don't pat yourself on the back too hard. Because in everything you attain, you'll never forget what you missed. And it's a heavy, heavy thing to carry. And I'm sure by now in listening to a lot of these episodes, they, the similarities, you know, you begin to hear them. But you're, they may be similar, but they're all different in their own way. They're equally painful and hard to deal with. They're equal aspects of our lives that... that affect us in, in these, these crazy and wild ways. Where you're having to turn off your emotions. You're having to not have them. You're having to not have them. Do you understand what that what I'm saying? Like, you're not allowed emotions. So how do I get those back? That's the big question.
And on top of Survivor, I'm also a big fan of documentaries, and I'm sure plenty of you have seen Last Chance You on Netflix, and it's about, you know, kids, pretty typical kids who just need a second chance or made a mistake or had a rough upbringing or some unfortunate circumstance, and they're trying to get back to, you know, a big school, so they'll go to junior college and et cetera, et cetera. You know the story. But there's a story of this young man, and he loved his mom. I mean, she was like his whole entire world. It was just the two of them, and... Like, he was right in the middle of starting to play really good ball and get some attention from colleges, and right when it happened, right around that time, his mom got sick and, and was diagnosed with cancer and slowly began to pass, and he just said, you know, and he this kid, yeah, he was, I think at the time of the interview, he was like 22 or something, so this had to be, you know, when he was 21, 19-ish. And you can just see the pain in his eyes as he retells the story. And at such a young age, had to deal with so much and losing everything. And he just shared how it just tore him apart. And towards the end, as he just watched her slowly deteriorate and, and there was nothing he could do, how he had to be strong. He had no other choice because he was all she had. And he had to make sure that when she saw him, she saw hope. Broken inside. In a pain I can only imagine, unlike any other, to watch your mother in that condition no way to help, no way to make her feel better. But I will play along. I will put a smile on my face because I know that's what you want. I know that's what you need. But there is no joy here. There is no happiness. I will do this for you. But I have nothing left. And it's no different with vets. You want me to go here and here with you? Great. You want me to meet so-and-so and have dinner with them and laugh at their jokes and be the life of the party? Fantastic. I'll do it. But there's no substance behind it. Because I don't know how to feel any of that anymore. Now, I don't know this young man from the documentary. I... I Never met him. He doesn't know I exist. But to hear his story, man. To see his eyes. I know his pain. I know his torture. And I know that life of living a lie. 
And that's how my life was ran until I got some help. You know, it's hard, it's lonely, and it'll kill you. But the feelings, the emotions disappear. And when they come back, they can be extreme. And there's no regulator now. And we can be engulfed with emotion. Sadness, anger, loneliness. These wild outbursts. Can all be magnified and pushed to the extreme. By a lack of being able to recognize and process our emotions. By not understanding how to do that. Because we've put those in a box and locked them away. And so I didn't deal with these 10 things that hurt me. I didn't deal with these things over here that upset me. So now today... When you slightly disrespected me, or didn't, but I felt like you did. That is all it took. For all of that anger, all of that pain, all of that sadness, all of the lack of knowing why we feel this way. It erupts. and in turn can cause more trauma. And me, personally, I'm in a much better place. And I've put in a ton of work, a ton. It's a daily process. But I, personally, I'm at a place kind of where sometimes I feel like my emotional meter is broken, like a broken gas gauge that or something that, you know, it goes from one extreme to the other, and sometimes I don't have control over that. And so instead of having no emotion like I did previously, now I'm overflowing with it at times. And it's almost like a a child that has just discovered it for the first time. I find myself often, you know, on the edge of tears when when simply thinking about certain things, you know, that that, should, that shouldn't make you cry, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with crying, there's nothing wrong with being emotional, you know, but there is sometimes where I'm like, okay, this is a bit silly, like, you know, this commercial is not that serious, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm learning to process that, you know, and I'm learning to be okay being emotional, but also trying to understand when I'm overreacting, you know, and I'm learning to try and look at things from a wider perspective before reacting and making sure I'm not overreacting, but also that I'm reacting properly when when I need to and when it's warranted and defending myself when I need to, but also trying to understand where everyone is coming from. And when it comes to my children, I mean, that's just the switch for me. I mean, that's 
my biggest thing that I need to work on and, and that I get worried about and that makes me sick and, and I react extremely when it comes to them and, and I there's times where I didn't need to. But in those moments, you know, I, I didn't understand how to process things. I didn't understand how to be rational. I didn't understand how to control those emotions and how to, to deal with them. But the name of the game is learning. And, and yes, I may have went haywire and allowed my emotions to take over, but I can recognize that. You know, I know that, and I can use that for next time. You know, I can compile the data and say, look, this is what happened last time. Do you want to have that happen again? Yes or no? No, I don't. Then learn from that. You know, people have their entire lives changed by a solitary incident. But when you're being exposed to the same trauma on different days and people are dying, it stays with you in ways you can't imagine. If you don't talk about these things, if you don't get some help, these voices, these demons will pull you down. Don't let them. No better friend, no worse enemy. And I refuse to let any of you sink. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll be back with another guest next week, and we look forward to continuing to share these amazing stories with you. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. See you next time. Summertime blues. Anything I do, it seems I just can't get through all these bad moments. Thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, it was just great to be back here, and I hope that you guys took something away from this episode, that you're understanding where I'm coming from, and that these stories make sense, and they're presented in a way that will help you understand. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to check out all of our content, all of our gear at www.extendedfamilyapparel.com. We'll see you soon. I'm just alone, stuck in my head here, I'm sitting at home, washing the old tubes and my head are sucking out all of my